Hey, <laughs> what's happening, everybody? What's happening? How the hell are you? Glad to see you again. Yeah. I don't know why I started talking like that. I don't know why you did that either. Anyway, this is the Battle Bros Podcast. Yes, don't adjust your set, your computer, whatever tablet or device you're watching this on. We are indeed. In the same location. The same. This is Alamo. I'm Mac. Hiya. And, Hello. Uh, we're calling or we're uh, doing the show today from the uh, man cave of uh, Casa de Alamo. That's right. So, yeah, we're having a good time. So <laughs> uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. If you're not new to the show, <laughs> hey, welcome back. We're glad to see your beautiful smiling faces. Not really, <laughs> hypothetically. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is weird. I got used to having you like right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it is Friday night. It's 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So here we are yet again doing another installment of our passion project. This is the Battle Bros Podcast. This is episode 030. And we are doing the third installment of our veteran interview panel or VIP. So it's VIP number three. That's right. Um, if you caught our show last week, what were we talking about last week? It wasn't burnout, was it? It was burnout. No, it was burnout. We talked about burnout. So. No. It sure? was burnout. Yeah. You sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did burnout. It's, yeah. it's a whole thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, apparently, my brain's all burnout. Yeah. I can't remember what I did. Five he is burnt out because he can't remember what we talked about. I, I was I was driving for three hours trying to get from Tampa to Orlando, and I left early uh, enough, and it was still like three-hour fucking drive. So. Yeah, it makes sense. Poor yeah. shit. So. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we caught, talked to our show last week about burnout. I'm going to take his word for it because uh, I don't know. Uh, burnout is kind of something that serious that afflicts a lot of people, um, especially folks in special ops units in the military in general. But a lot of times you're going to find it in the special ops units um, just because of the rapid deployment um, pace and the high op tempo kind of thing. No. You're also seeing it in civilian life in the world of nursing there's a lot of nurses going through burnout physical mental emotional take your pick so yeah. we want to support those people as much as we can and also first responders in general so you know this is a veteran lifestyle and uh, uh veteran oriented podcast but you know we try to want we want to try to get our message out to as many people as possible so you know yeah we try to make it applicable for everyone exactly so um yeah with so we talked about last week's show so let's fucking get this one going this is gonna be a fun one dude this is yeah. good so uh, we're gonna uh. bring on our guest today uh our guest is uh, uh somebody that we've known for a while i've known a little bit more than him because i actually served with this guy yeah. um good <clears throat> solid friend of mine he's a great mentor still is a, a close friend um he had the uh distinct privilege of being not only in the navy but also in the army as well and um what should we bring on chuck man Hell yeah, let's do it. Hey, hey guys. Hey. Batman, man. Uh, not much. Hey, if something happens, though, because I got crappy Wi-Fi in this place, if I do bug out, I, I'll log back in. Roger that. So, you can't miss me. Are you getting so, on you? Because I'm not. Because Max freezing up every now and then, just to let you know. Oh, Max freezing up every once in a while? Well, oh, I'm, more than normal. More than normal. Uh more than normal. <laughs> oh, jeez. The, I can't hear anything. The, or, oh, you're not hearing them? No. Oh, shit. That's all right. Uh, technical difficulties, guys. I shall be right back. Here you go. You can talk to him while I do that. <laughs> Live show, y'all. 
Yeah. He gives me the earbud that doesn't freaking work. It's like, that's awesome. That's awesome. Man. <laughs> that's excellent. That's set excellent. Me at, my buddy coming on the thing, it set me up for fucking failure. So, <laughs> Chuck, how the hell are you, man? Good to have you on the show. Thank you for taking sure. the time out to be with us, man. No, no problem. No problem. So, yeah, um, with this. what's that? I said, why have some fun with this? Let's do it. <laughs> hell yeah. So, um, why don't you uh, go ahead? We'll kind of get this started while he's getting technical difficulties addressed. So, uh, tell us who you are and how long you served and all that stuff. Kind of give us a general overview. Um, you know, where you were born, where you grew up, all that good stuff. All righty. I was, uh, well, shit. I, uh, I am Chuck. I am an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> no, it's just true. I am. Um, but for other reasons, you you embrace it, and that's, I do embrace that's, it. That's I okay. acknowledge it. And I, I try to overcome it. But no, I'm, I'm Chuck. I uh, spent twenty total twenty three years in. These will definitely work. Um, twenty one of them were uh, good My good time. So just like most people in the military, I was not a. Uh, oh, oh, let's oh, do oh. a. Let, let us do a swap. Of there goes the plug. Hold on, just a little skier budzos. And. Uh, <laughs> you want to talk about some freaking what you call it? There we go. I got, yeah. you. I got you. All right, we're good to go now. Problem yeah. solved. Let's get this chunk out of the way. So you were saying, Chuck, um, you spent yeah. twenty over twenty years in the military. I spent, yeah, I spent twenty three years in, um, eight and a half of which was in the Navy. Oh, almost nine years was in the Navy, and then the rest of it was in the Army National Guard in Washington State. New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Florida. So I I uh, was kind of thankful I got to move around with my job. So it was good. Nice. Yeah. So um, how would you describe yourself as a kid when you were younger? Did you come from a military family? Yep, came from a military family. I was born at, um, at uh, in Bangor, Maine, Dower Force Base. Uh, a few years before they shut it down, thanks to President Johnson. Um, but shut that down. Um, my mom um, married. My mom was from Maine in the Bangor Old Town area, and uh, she married a guy from California. My dad and put a branch on the tree. Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> well, uh, in uh, up in Maine, you know, my we joke around. We still joke around. Oh shit! No, don't you do it. <laughs> live show folks once again live show <laughs> i just bought that tv if you knock it over i'd be pissed um so, so yeah um no my dad uh my dad was in the air force he was a boom operator on kc-135s and then uh oh, nice yeah so he uh got grounded right after i was born um, apparently they said he had asthma, which it wasn't, but, uh, traveling around Guam, South Dakota, back to New Hampshire, Virginia, Illinois, South Carolina. I mean, I traveled around a lot. Uh, my dad retired in South Carolina. I grew up here and, uh, I, uh, joined the Navy to get the hell out of South Carolina. And, uh, I had family members that wanted me to stay because my sister and her kids stayed around and. Gotcha. I couldn't wait to leave, but uh, yeah. So I was on submarines. So I'm really not wired tight. Just to let y'all know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get into that in a little bit later, folks. Oh, yeah. There's 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 a little there's a stereotype goes along with that. 
So, so you first first time you considered joining, you just you were trying to get out of South Carolina, just go see the world, have your own experiences. Yeah, yeah I, I wanted to see the world. I mean, there were things I'd read about as a kid, and uh, as growing up, growing up a child of the seventies and eighties, we we read a lot. We actually opened a book and read. We didn't, uh, <laughs> we didn't sit down and say, "Hey, Alexa." Make sure my Alexa doesn't turn on. Uh, say, hey, Alexa, you know, read me, yeah. read me, whatever. So we, uh, I read books. I read a whole lot of books, the classics. Um, you know, Alexander Dumas, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And uh, I really hate to say it, but that was kind of the inspiration. I'm like, that'd be freaking cool to do. Be able nice. to go in the water and see what's going on. And then walk, watching Jacques Cousteau as a kid growing up. I was oh, just going to say that was me yeah. too. Like my mom yeah. used to put on PBS, and I used to love the hell out of watching Jacques Cousteau. Like it was just so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. You could see things like he invented the opera one, which was the scuba tank, and he did a whole bunch of stuff. There's actually a thing on I won't say the the channel Disney Plus um, of his life. He was actually a commander in the French Navy, and during nice. World War II, he uh, he was one of the ones that did not surrender to the Vichy or the Germans. So. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I, th I well, I mean, I think that's kind of a common thing amongst a lot of guys that join the military. A lot of guys just kind of want to, they want to get out of their hometowns. They want to go yeah. do things, you know, like I was one of those guys, like I was so done with being in one spot for so long. Yeah. I would, I would well, maybe, I would maybe just tweak that statement just a bit because like the guys in world war two, like they got a vacation from work. They well, got yeah, to go they kill did. Some Nazis. <laughs> they so did. Like, yeah. yeah. What did you do for? What did you do for your work vacation? Nazis. <laughs> kill some Nazis. Yeah. They got a Chinese. They got a Nazi typewriter. Pop, 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 ping. <laughs> You're still not but, right, kid. I, I, yeah. Hey, no, <laughs> no. I don't. No, think, I've, I've learned to embrace it. He's okay. never been right. No, no he has not. Having known him as long as I know. Yeah. And, I actually let you watch my kids a couple no. times. I can't believe that shit. Yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. you kind of answered that question. So um, when you when you went to join the Navy, did you pretty much say, hey, I want to do submarines? Was it an option then, or did you have to? Um, no, that was one of those. I was not sure what I wanted to do. I wanted to fly. Okay. Now with the exact opposite of flying in the, in the sky, <laughs> I flew in the water because you, it is kind of like flying. Above uh, the horizon then, or underneath the horizon? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, we had, I had some fun. I mean, I was uh, debating what to do, and, this, and the job came up for me. I had three career paths I wanted to choose from. One was a radio man. Uh, one was uh, enlisted navigation, which was a quartermaster. And the other one that I was thinking about was, uh, was air crew. And I wanted – I. I November 1984, I was 18 years old. I uh, went down to MEPS. I enlisted in uh, Fort Jackson, South Carolina, and uh, I enlisted. Um, and when I'm sitting there and as I'm waiting for my con or waiting for my job, I asked one, can I leave? And the first job was like, um, which was a radio man. I couldn't leave until like the following November. Because of high school? Yeah. Yeah, because the because the uh, A school for the Navy was was booked out so long, and then I I asked and I was said, well, what about quartermaster? Which was honestly my first choice, but second choice because you know there's not much call to, to navigate a ship around 
uh, around the world, let alone a submarine. But um, they said, well, we have an opening for uh, QMS. And I'm like, okay, what's QMS? And they said, well, quartermaster submarines. And I'm like, I sat back and I thought about it. And uh, stupid thing is, is like two days before I was watching a movie at home with my mom and dad. And it was uh, Charlton Heston and Grey Lady Down. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so my first thing was like, you mean like Grey Lady Down? And the chick who was sitting, the young, excuse me. Yeah, the chick who was sitting there, she was a yeoman second class. She goes, I have no idea what that is. And then all of a sudden this guy turns around and he goes, hell yeah, just like Grey Lady Down. <laughs> so, yes. I said, Tanya. <clears throat> And for those of you who don't know, Grey Lady Down uh, sunk. Um, <laughs> so uh, I enlisted in the Navy, volunteer for submarines, graduated in 1985, left for bait, uh, boot camp in Orlando, Florida. So I started and ended my career in Orlando. Anyway, went to, yeah, basic and uh, A school was there. Uh, and then I left. Went to Groton, Connecticut for sub school and then my C school and so, reported my first boat. So I always thought that the basic training for the Navy was up at, at Great Lakes. Uh, it is now because some politician got a really big kickback on all that land over there by Baldwin Park. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So somebody, it, it's all, it was actually the best yeah. duty station in the Navy land duty station um, because you had all the school, all the schools were there except for the aviation stuff. You know, you know, Sigma A school was there, which, which would have been a cool job, you know, hanging your underwear up every morning. Hmm. Then you had Sigma A school. Then you had quartermaster school, Boston's made all that, all that cool, all I would say cool stuff, but you had all those schools. And then um, right around uh, president Clinocchio, they started shutting down. They shut down San Diego. They shut down Orlando and then moved everything to Great Lakes. Yeah. You know, and the, the one thing I remember most about you know, that time frame was the fact that, and I wasn't in yet when Clinton was in office, but like yeah. I remember, like we had in the Army, we had, I think, like what, 24 active duty Army divisions. Yeah, we shrunk down to 10. Yeah. And then they also yeah. just did a bunch of other stuff. They changed it from, you had the officer, you had the O club, you had the NCO club, you had the enlisted club, and it just became the all ranks club. And I'm just like, that's a terrible idea. Like, yeah, terrible, well, terrible. You had you had the officers club, the NCO club, and then you had the enlisted men's club. Right. And it just and all. I, that was nothing wrong with that. Well, I mean, I would imagine, you know, especially, you know, if I had I made NCO or if, if I was an NCO, because I know in the Navy they do it a little bit differently because you have, you have, you know, E1 through E6, then you have chiefs, chief, E7 through E9 yeah. has their own thing. Then you have all yeah. the officers, like chiefs have their own, like, mess facilities on, on a ship and their own birthing facilities and whatnot. Yeah. It's like, it's a completely different class of, of you know, yeah. way what, of being. I Back when I was in, before all the touchy-feely crap came out, um, yeah, it was it was a total separation. I mean, you didn't go in the goat locker, which was the chief's quarters, unless you knocked on the door and you asked permission. I mean, you don't you don't go talk to the chiefs unless you had to uh, or needed to. Um, you go wake up the officers all day long. Nobody cared. Don't wake up the chief. You know. So, and then. Uh, 
Yeah, I did uh, the USS Gulp and SSN 590, my first boat. Um, one of the original uh, nuclear boats. Okay. Uh, first first full class of nuclear boats, um, 585 class skipjack. Uh, our sister ship, the Scorpion, sank in 1968, 69, 68. Um, and uh, so that was uh, kind of, there were six ships, then there were five. So, but yeah, we had, uh, it, was, it was a different era growing up yeah. in the military then. And not, not uh, I mean, you're like 20 years younger than me. And uh, there's that. There is that difference. You, you, you. When did you? What was the date you signed up and enlisted? Uh, I enlisted November fourth, nineteen eighty-four. November fourth, eighty-four. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was like three months old. So yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I. I was born the following year. I <laughs> oh, love it. Really no, so so I literally do have a uniform that's older than both of you. I'm sure. Oh, nice. So especially, especially you, Alamo. So <laughs> what I was saying though, it's like, you know, Three just months. having that separation there. If you're, you know, if you're, if you're able to go, like if you're a chief and you're able to go and dine in the ghost locker and all that stuff, you don't want to have all these other people that aren't in that class of, of yeah. sailor in there. So you can sit there and you can sit there and feel free to just be like, Yo, did you see that JG come in today? Looking all look like a soup sandwich. Jesus, like, you can have those conversations freely without ridicule. All ranks club is just another time where you're just like, oh hey sir. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so, it, was, it, was, it was it really was a different era. I mean, I had a lieutenant, a uh, little ensign. He right out of uh, nuke school, got a prototype, and uh, he reported on board the boat. And uh, I'm not gonna say his name because. Can't freaking remember it. But, uh, this yeah. is foreshadowing, folks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's going to be a lot of names I'm going to freaking forget on purpose. But no, he uh, reports on board. Oh, I, had, I, had the, <laughs> I had the topside watch on board. We were in Connecticut, tied up at Pier Two South, and he comes down the pier, and I remember looking at my my rover, and I said, "Oh, great, here comes a newbie." And uh, guy comes down. We salute him. Hey, sir, how you doing? He goes, yeah, I'm reporting on board. And uh, I'll grab it, take his ID card and hold his orders. And I call down below decks for somebody to come up and get him. And uh, officer of the deck, who happened to be the navigator, uh, my boss, was coming across the brow. And uh, he goes, uh, did Petty Officer Withers treat you right? And he goes, yeah, he did. And I said, yes, sir. I said, there's one question, though, he didn't ask. And he goes, Oh, what's that, Withers? And I said, uh, you got any naked photos of your wife? And he goes, no. I said, you want some? <laughs> and this officer, after he, uh, <laughs> after everything was all said and done, he became a very good friend of mine. <laughs> so but Again, that's the difference. He actually me. Yeah, you can just sit awesome. there and you can bust balls. And it's yeah. like. There were no hard feelings. You just kind of no. understood that this is part of it. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. And then, and then fast forward, we were at Camp Shelby. Remember I got in a bunch of shit for calling our, our interpreter Haji. Yeah. That was kind of the start of the downfall. Of yeah. yeah. I had some freaking pissant lawyer from Tampa say I was a racist for that. And, uh, 
I remember he was going, no, 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 I made the Hodge. Yeah, which yeah, exactly. For the, for which, the folks at home that don't know, for know, the not so learned folk, right? When when yeah. you, when you call it the the general term, most people think the Hajj is, is derogatory. No. But if somebody yeah. has made the Hajj, they've made the pilgrimage they to Mecca, Hajji, and yeah. they have it's actually gone on that. Absolutely, yeah. for, for almost every Muslim that you'll meet, that is a sign of respect. Yeah, exactly, absolutely. They, especially if they made it. And yeah. it, you know, it's not the it's not the little freaking sidekick from Johnny Quest, which the no. dude's cool. Um, yeah, and I am going for the race band and look too. <laughs> I think it needs but, to be uh, just a smidge shorter for the race band. Yeah, uh, dude. If I did a smidge shorter, man, these fucking ears would stick out even more. <laughs> so, He's not lying. Shut up, Mac. <laughs> just get out of the push. So yeah, I I served with with the Withers here. Um, he was my platoon sergeant when I first met him. We I got to the unit. Um, I was we were I think still on rear detachment because the battalion yeah. had deployed to Iraq. You know. Yeah, we were we were rear detachment, second battalion, hundred twenty fourth. And then afterwards, when all the when the battalion came back home, and we kind of went back to our organic units. He still was a platoon sergeant and he ended up being my squad leader for a little while. And just, I, I can't, and this is not me like inflating your ego, but like, dude, every time I think of a memory of just some of the shit that we did, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Directing traffic, directing traffic after a hurricane. Oh, yeah. Like, and uh, where were we when, oh yeah, we were over by the sheriff, Orange County Sheriff's um, house. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and those girls, and you know, I'll talk about that, but they were very well undressed. But we got more food, Alamo. Tell you, man, in the National Guard, we got more free food during hurricane duty. We were on it was Operation Gulf Winds, yeah. We were, we were on state active duty orders for like three or four, four months, yeah. Four hurricanes. Four hurricanes came through. It was uh, Charlie, I rem- I Francis, remember that, yeah. Ivan, and Gene that came yeah. through, right? Yep. And we were we were ended up being on CDF duty orders for almost four months. Like there was one time where they sent us Shit. home for a weekend. Everybody went home, did laundry, and they're like, "All right, come back to the army, whatever." But yeah. you would just we were dude. I remember clearly standing out in front of a Walmart on State Road 50 on Colonial Drive out there in in uh, Orlando, and somebody just came up and she's just like, "You guys are out here busting your butt so much." Here's a bunch of food. Here's some bottled water. We're just like, thank you, ma'am. Much obliged. You know, oh, we had we had over by the airport too, and yeah. uh, my my house was right by there, so it was our CP. I'd run back. I'd get coffee and water. My wife was going out buying waters yeah. and all this other stuff and, and making stuff. I'd come back and freaking feed everybody. I, I remember driving up and down four seventeen, freaking handing you guys food. <laughs> and that's back when we had soft, like every like, we didn't have up armors we still had yeah. the soft side humvees yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you rip the doors off throw them in the back and just sit there and people would just stop they see you sitting there yeah you know, i remember stuff. hell yeah i remember having to pay a ticket because i got pulled over in the humvee because i blew right through one of the toll booths he <laughs> <laughs> called a cop on me and uh state trooper pulls me over and he goes well, yeah you ran it you're not supposed to do that i said i'm in a freaking humvee i'm in there i'm in the national guard hurricane duty i'm i'm responding to and there was something going on down by the airport and i was <laughs> responding to it and uh they gave me a freaking ticket and i brought it in to sergeant major oliver <laughs> 
And that he looks at it. He Wait, which was Sergeant Major Oliver the one that was the trooper? Or was that Sergeant Major Wells? Sergeant Major Wells. Wells was the trooper. Okay. Yeah, Wells was the trooper. Sergeant Major Oliver goes, um, I'll I'll take care of this. And I said, Okay. <laughs> so our final formation for hurricane duty, that fucking trooper was there and apologized to me. <laughs> so and then later on, remember Duran? Yeah. Yeah, Duran was a trooper in his freaking troop. That guy and, was in his troop? Yeah, and he gave Duran a bunch of shit about me all for a while. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay, it so... Fun. It's fun. Go ahead. Next question. Finch, yeah, you're good. Um, we're going to we're gonna tell stories. Like this is yeah, well, I was, I've been looking forward to this all week. Man. So, so I jump around, folks. I, I stay on one subject, and then I go, squirrel. So... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that's why that's why you're perfect guest for this man. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned you went to basic and you mentioned your A school and all that stuff, and then your first yep. duty station. Um, how often? And I know you know with being on submarines, there's a little bit of stuff that is classified. So answer what you can answer without you know any rep threat of repercussion or any of that kind of stuff. But how often would you guys go out on a on a float on a deployment? Um, well, depended on what was uh, mission situation. And I mean. It, and I mean, it's probably a little bit different being on a submarine. It's like, oh, hey, we're yeah. off of this place, you know, being yeah, on no, a carrier no. service ship. It's like, there's Africa over there I on mean, the horizon. It's like, we're near it. I'm in a freaking metal tube underwater. I can't see. I shit. mean, especially <laughs> during the 80s, during the. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I've crossed the line of death. Cat, 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 cat in the background, cat in the background. Uh, that's her. She's fine. Okay. We're talking about like the peak of the fucking Cold War. So yeah. I mean, it's like, you know. Yeah. yeah, we've uh, we did some stuff. There's some things I still can't talk about that I know of. I mean, I don't even know. There's some stuff I don't want to talk about because I'm not sure of, of uh, it's been declassified, it's declassified or not. Or not. No. Uh, I, I have seen some really cool places um, through a periscope. Uh, so being being QMS, you're actually right there on the bridge with like the captain, the boat driver. It's, like bridge. it's control room, man. For the the con, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you if you if you picture like, have you ever seen the movie Hunt for Red October? Yeah. Yeah, Sculpin was nothing like that. <laughs> take so, that take that image. <laughs> you're it. You're gone. Uh, no, we were. It was totally different uh, setup. But yeah, I was on the con. I was. We were uh, wherever we did an operation. I had to have a certain clearance to uh, to be able to to be where I was, and I remember at one point there was only just me and the chief that only had the clearance, and my chief wasn't going to stand to watch. He wasn't even qualified for it. So for seventy two hours, I was the I was the one and only. A lot of coffee mm. drank that those yeah. three days. A lot of coffee. A lot of coffee drank that day. Um, a lot of freaking mega hole, make it wide, running down the freaking passageway, down a ladder, down another ladder, into the freaking latrine, into the head, up up the ladder, around, back up, in, in. And uh, they they would take bets on how fast I could do it when I had to pee. <laughs> <laughs> That's what who's who's got who's got four who's got four who's got this time. No, you. no, no, no. The big bet was the big bet was will he be back in under five and will he be hurt? <laughs> so yeah, I'd slide down because you had the rails on, I'd slide down the rails and, and yeah, I would end up there was there was uh during the 72 hours I got hurt once 
I went down, I freaking twisted my ankle, which uh, you see me with my ankle injuries. Yeah. Yeah. So and that, that started, that pretty much started it all. Yeah. So um, you kind of, you kind of, you know, touched around a lot of stuff. So, you know, we answered a bunch of questions kind of already. So deployments, why not? Um, what did you, you know, when it comes to your time in the Navy, did you set out and accomplish the things that you had set out to accomplish? Did you, was there anything that you left on that didn't get done or didn't have the opportunity to get done? Um, so there, there were, there were a few things I, I didn't get a chance to do. I was, I was uh, selected for chief and then um, there were some issues that came up personally um, in my life. And uh, I made the wrong choice by saying I want to work on my family and I lost my chief. That's why when you met me and I still retired as an E as an E six. So I'll, it didn't bother me. Um, but my, my goal was to, was to retire as an E seven in the Navy. I would, I would imagine and, a lot of guys want to make at least E seven. So, yeah, well, for me, I had a conventional rate. A conventional rate was a non-technical, non-nuclear rate. And I I made E6 in six years. Nice. I went from I went from E1 to E6 in six years. Um, I got a, I got uh, um, a couple honor prom promotions. Uh, one, the biggest one that kicked everything off was I'd been in. I think it was. Uh, I got promoted to E4, which is Petty Officer First Class. I got promoted to E4. Um, I, now, mind you, I, I left basic in 85, October of 86, I pinned on E4. And uh, that was a meritorious promotion for uh, for my schooling because I'd finished at top of my class in, in uh, my C school. Okay. So, but yeah, I wanted, there were some things that still, that still left undone. Yeah, I, I wanted to freaking mad you in the front lean and rest forever, but I couldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Well, and yeah. it's funny too, because the first time I met him, I'm like looking at his, his BUs. I'm like, what the hell kind of badge is that? Because he's, he's, he actually had his dolphins. He had yeah, a yeah, submarine yeah. badge in there. I'm like, nice. what the fuck is that? That's not some RV <laughs> shit. He's like, it's Navy. Just push. I'm like, yeah, so this is gonna go. <laughs> yeah. So you you said that you that was, that was the entire conversation. Shit, you not? Yeah, <laughs> no joke. So he uh, uh, came back and said, "You're not pushing." <laughs> um, I'm getting muscle fatigue just thinking about that. Like this sucks. <laughs> Muscular PTSD. That's fantastic. So, <laughs> um. You left the Navy, um, talking about working on your family. So how long was it before you decided to transition into the um, guard? I, I was out. I was in the uh, IRR. And okay. while I was out, uh, again, and, and I'll just preface this, that in 94 when I got out, yeah, 94, 93, 94, 94, when I got out, there was a, a – um, big push to draw down the military. Yeah. So because was, of yeah, Clinton's yeah. administration drawing everything yeah. down, freaking yeah. downsizing peacetime. Yeah. Yeah. Clinocchio was going through and, and before we, I made my bus pack on the USS Houston, there was, um, there was a huge, huge push. Um, like we lost five chiefs who were told they were eligible for early retirement. So they paid them to early retire. And uh, so they bailed and we went underway and it was, I remember 
they did that not too long some time back i want to say in the early like the early 2000 teens like they were letting guys i have a friend of mine who um took that option too he started off as a as an army guy then went to the air force and, yeah. and, and did the same thing but like they would start off at like 15 years and you would make i think 30 percent of your base pay and then every six months it would up it a little bit all the way up to 20. so a lot of guys took that they're they were like you know deuces you know so they took that they took the I mean, like the song says go on take the money and run yeah. and they were out like just straight up going there's, there's a lot of people that did that they did that a couple times actually um under his administration i'll just there's air quotes there um <laughs> but i mean i mean he did the most to to in my opinion fuck up the military well, and you know, just thinking about—I mean, look at all the the problems that we had during during GWAT with op tempo yeah. units having to turn around and redeploy. Yeah, a year. You know, they're supposed to have two years dwell time. Yeah, yeah. fucking right. That didn't even happen. Yeah. Imagine I mean, we'll if we had. Us. What's look that? At us. Look at us. I mean, Charlie Company deployed with the first wave. They were the first unit going across into Iraq. Yep. During the war, um, and I will say the war on terrorism. Yeah. Um, and they took off. They were the first ones over, and they, they came back. Eighteen months. They were there for. Uh, it was under. Actually, it was under that. But I mean, total time from mobile till whenever it was a total of eighteen months. They they weren't in country for eighteen months, but yeah. Right. But in the the shitty thing before you get to the next part, the shitty thing was is all those guys came back from Iraq. Hey, how's it going? You got hurricane duty. <laughs> like those guys showed up in their DCU yeah. and they're like, "Are you <laughs> fucking serious?" <laughs> Yeah, we had, we had such horseshit. Yeah, we had guys with us on on the first hurricane, Charlie, in DCUs, and they were supposed to be in standout. Yep. Damn. And this is this is how I met first Sergeant Dunning. Uh, yeah. as my, he was he was he was our platoon sergeant originally when they all came back because um, I went down to the weapons squad leader, and uh, that's how I met them all was hurricane duty. I had not met them at all yet. They came back, and then Charlie was coming ashore, and I get a phone call saying. You're going to Tampa, and I went to Tampa, and hey, it missed Tampa. Yeah, it was all good, but anyway. So we're, so we're talking how soon after the deployment? Like they just it got was, it was, right up to within. They, they, they came yeah. back. Yeah, we didn't have drill. Um, there was a good. I remember as a young as a young private. July, like, they came back uh, into June, and they gave us July off. In August was Charlie. And then Hurricane Hurricane Charlie hit in August, and those guys were back at it. Like, and they showed up, and they were still rocking DC DCUs. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It, like, it's like, like, I mean, I just got back from eighteen months in country. This is bullshit. So, <laughs> yes. And then, and then the kicker in the balls was, um, you know, that was 2000, 2004, 2005, We moved. Yep. And they were looking to send the battalion back out again, and we were able to get a company up. And if it wasn't for the FA battalion that said they'd go in our in place the second battalion, um, and when I say we barely got a company, we barely got a company up of people that oh, we wanted. had a we had a platoon. I mean, and and ended up going down to to a platoon that got split up throughout a company. Yep, because they took because we had because we we at the time because all the guys that were going over to uh, Afghanistan from. 0506 you know this was at the same time that band and brothers had come out so we started calling ourselves easy company, easy company. so it was pretty badass <laughs> yeah so we, we called ourselves easy company 
And um, <clears throat> these were all the guys that went over. And then they had – this was all the guys out of our battalion. So they had some of them that went and did the ETT thing, like like Sergeant Dunning, First Sergeant Dunning. Um, he was still E7 at the time. But a lot of the guys doing that type of mentorship role and whatnot. And then we got – ended up getting put into a joint combat arms task force, which was, uh, it was, it was second of the one sixteenth task. Well, it was a task. It was task force second of the one sixteenth artillery. Um, but we had engineers, cab scouts, field artillery and infantry. And Damn. you want to talk about like, that was like my first big experience being around different types of soldiers with different training methodologies and MOs and stuff. And it's like, Whoa, why are they so weird? Like we're going to the field for like two days. Why are you taking everything in the kitchen sink? T-shirts and skivvies and socks. Like, what the fuck are you bringing all that stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Picture, picture a freaking active duty field artillery battalion. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay. Now, active duty field artillery battalion, they go out and they do what? They do. They, do. they, they, they take some about two weeks to set up and then yeah. they go. Boom. Well, National Guard field artillery unit takes about two hours to set up. They go boom, and then they spend the rest of the time going, okay, uh, king, playing spades all day long. So uh, these guys, don't get me wrong, there was, a, there was a bunch of them that were awesome, and there were some, there were some good guys. There were some really good guys. and yeah. um, Don't want to lump them all together. Most part, yeah. their, 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 their uh, motivation, their, their uh, discipline fucking sucked. And then I talked to my nephew who was in field artillery and he said, yeah, it's pretty much the same. <laughs> but it, it just, it just goes to, sh and that was like, especially for me being a young man, like mm -hmm. getting around that kind of exposure, like you just see how they were like the engineer guys that we met, like there were a couple, there were a bunch of the engineers. Uh, there was a Sergeant Weisskopf who was their platoon sergeant. He was, he was, he was a hot shit. He really he was. was like this guy went out and he would ruck on his own. Like, I'm pretty sure. I think he said, I think he had a sapper tab before they started issuing stuff. He had graduated yeah. sapper school, yeah. but like he would go ruck on his own. He did land nav. Like he did all this stuff on a regular fucking basis. They just stay yeah. proficient and stuff. Yeah. And Remember I had the bet with him on land nav. Yeah. I was in a, I was in a Humvee. And he's like, I can find these points before you, and you can have a GPS, and I won't. So I remember taking the friggin' plugger, and I'm holding it, I, and I can't remember who I fucking handed it to, but I said, get out of the driver's seat, I'm driving. Uh, was that Shelby? Just before I blew my knee out of Shelby. I think it was Zapata. Yeah, it was Zapata. I think it was Zapata. So yeah. he's, he's sitting here, and eventually, I look over, he's driving, looking, driving, got the plugger, just... Hold on, go check the point. Like it was, I was just like, Jesus, I got a lot of shit to freaking get good at, oh man. I was like, damn. God. So, well, see, that's also the benefit of being in the Navy and a quartermaster because we'd have to dead reckon when you're underwater and then you come up every six to eight hours, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Depending, dependent, you know, and I'm not going to give anything away by saying that, but, right. you know, they'll come up, they'll get a, get a satellite fix, go back down. Get radio traffic, see see who won the freaking Oscars, and keep going. <laughs> nice, but uh, no, it was. Uh, I, so, I mean, I, I I will say that I, I had a very unconventional military career, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. So I, I when think, you when you started off in the army, was it did you start here or was it up in New Hampshire, Vermont? No, no it was in Washington State. I got out of the got out of the Navy. Oh, I was going to tell you all that. 
Were so you still, I'm were sitting. You, so were you, when you went to, would you drill out at Tacoma or? Yeah, like, I, we were out of, we, the Armory was out of Kent. Ah, okay. My Bradley was in the motor pool in, uh, in, in uh, down at Fort Lewis. I was and, at Fort uh, Lewis for a little while, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we load, load the Bradley up on a freaking, uh, on a low boy, and it would go out to Yakima, and I'd oh, spend, yeah. I would spend, Forever in Yakima. He would tell me all the time. He's like, and, dude, uh, you have no idea how pretty it is. Oh, hell, Yakima's the Yeah. I, I love Washington. It is pretty Washington. Just don't freaking hit the termite mound. Don't run over the trees with the Humvee. Yep. Uh, I did learn, though, to carry freaking uh, stencils with me and black spray paint so I can change the bumper number on any vehicle I want. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's old school, awesome, right there, folks. Yeah, dude. There was there was a few trailers that from the second ID that were missing, and they are now part of the Army National Guard in Washington State. Nice. <laughs> so you were in Washington, and I know you mentioned you were spent some time up in like Vermont area. Is that? Say again. Is it? I remember you you mentioned that you spent some time. Cause you and uh, Becky used to talk about like going up there. Cause you had on, you had a little, you used to have this little thing with a little, um, it was like one of those little covers for your, like your notepad and stuff. And I was like, yeah. what the hell is that? And it was a ramp's head. Yeah. So there's, there's a, it was a mountain warfare pin. I never got the mountain warfare pin cause I went to the summer portion and I freaking blew my ankle out again. So it was always like, like the perfect time in my life. Recurring theme, folks. Yeah. Hmm? Recurring theme. Yes. Recurring. Recurring theme. theme. <laughs> so, so, so. Wait, there's more. But. It, uh, Would you like to know more? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent movie. Excellent movie. Yes. But uh, no. Thanks for that reference a while back. Yes. Very underrated movie. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, very underrated movie, but very, very. If you sit back and you look at it from a, a point of view of a um, older, disgruntled veteran, makes perfect sense. Oh yeah, makes perfect sense. Makes perfect fucking sense because the only way you can have order in the world is what Sergeant Major Dunning. What would Sergeant Major Dunning do? How about a coconut, or how about a nice big cup of shut the fuck up? Fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. That Hurricane Charlie, we were at the Astros training facility in Kissimmee. Or in I remember Colorado. that, yeah. 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 Astros, yeah. I'm, standing, I'm standing next to Sergeant Major Dunning, and he's on a cell phone with Frank. Frank's platoon, <laughs> yeah, Frank, Frank's platoon was with the Osceola County Sheriff's Department. Nice. And they were in a briefing, and uh, Frank's mumbling. And Sergeant Major Dunning's like, what? He goes, the, the sheriff just came in. We're getting ready to start. He goes, what? Because the sheriff just came in. He goes, can you hear me? And he repeated it like three or four times. And then finally, Frank said, look, my volume's all the way up now. What did you say? He goes, I smell bacon. And then hung up on him real quick. <laughs> we had some good times, man. That was one of your search starting Nutty. Yeah, man. <laughs> God, I miss all those guys, Franks, and yeah, they were listen, good people. I listen learned a lot to the banter around. Yeah, 
Let's like let's just listen to those guys banter and just bullshit with each other around the like the, the armory. It's just like yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it was fun. It was oh, fun. Yeah. It was fun times. So you transition into the army guard. You kind of move yep. around a little bit. Um, when did you um, when did you leave the guard? I retired. retired? May, I retired May eighteenth, two thousand eight. Okay. I think Damn. you were there. I, I think, came yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, I was I supposed so. to be. Uh, I was supposed to go out on a uh, the new sergeant major of the battalion, uh, the interim sergeant major. Wanted everybody to go out with him. Well, I put my papers in and I turned in everything in to supply. I had no TA fifty, and in fact, I still <clears throat> have my TA fifty. Um, <laughs> combat loss. Combat loss. It was all combat loss, man. It fell out of a freaking Humvee in in, yeah. uh, in Djibouti. I was a, uh, I was uh I was at Fob Normandy. A lot of bad shit happened that in Djibouti. Frame. You realize that? Yeah. You mm-hmm. get kicked in Djibouti. You freaking like, lose shit in Djibouti. Djibouti. It's like, damn, yeah. dude. Yeah. It's a terrible yeah. place for a joke. Okay, this is a no shit story. Um, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so we were out in Camp Landing, and we're moving along, and Penny comes up to me. And he goes, hey, Sergeant Withers. I said, yeah, Penny. Because if you see a penny, pick it up, right? So he says to me, he goes, hey, Sergeant Withers. I said, yeah. He goes, is that a freaking ruck over there? And I look over and I'm like, yeah, it is. I go over and I pick up the ruck. I open it up and there's a complete TA-50 in it. Complete TA-50. Sleeping bag. Okay, not complete TA-50, but I mean, it's sleeping bag. Freaking Gore-Tex, poncho liner. All the good shit. All the shit. No markings, no name, no nothing. <laughs> nothing on this. Oopsie. And I went, I went, it went, went, was at this point he realized he fucked up. up. <laughs> some, some, somebody was hurting that year because he had to pay, repay for everything, and it was not one of our guys. I know that. Mm-hmm. So I just hope it was one of the FA guys. So... <laughs> They, uh, I, I freaking went out and I had this tea, this ruck, and I went over to, I think it was Bravo of the of the second of the one sixteenth was there, and I pull into their freaking their fob, and I said, I found this freaking ruck. We found this ruck out in the field. Is it anybody's ruck? Anybody missing a ruck? Well, nobody's gonna admit to me. Oh, I lost my ruck. Nobody owned up to it. I come back and I went to Rosario and I Thanks. said, Yep. I went to Rosario. I go, hey, I got this rock. He goes, keep it. Somebody's going to be missing something later. And he was right. Four canteens, seven magazines. Oh, yeah. Empty magazines. Empty magazines. Just for the record, there was no ammunition in those magazines. That's an empty magazine. Yeah. Except That's for an empty magazine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, and there was nothing in them. So then we, uh, I remember I went home with that. And my wife's like, wait, you got more shit? Why do you have more shit? I'm like, no, this is free shit. <laughs> so, you know, so. It's, it's it's funny because we, we've had a, a kind of a similar story like that. Not from the Army, but, you know, Manny and Alamo and I used to work together yes. in, in firearms retail. And I always found it funny. We had this one guy come in. I don't know if you remember this, but this guy came in. So we worked at a gun shop in Tampa. And, um, and that's all we're going to say. 
but um, <laughs> we we had this guy come in and like a lot of a lot of the hunters used to go out to the green swamp out in the lakeland area and Excuse me, I've working heard, women working women ah yes a lot of what a lot of, <laughs> a lot of hunters oh i thought you said hookers <laughs> Here I am. I'm in the damn Anyway, I digress. I digress. A lot of this hunter comes in, and a lot of hunters go out to Green Swamp. And you know, I've this kind of has a reputation of being a little bit of like the Wild West because you get guys that go out there and they're just shooting off rounds for the fuck of it, you know, pretty much. So, but what do a lot of these, you know, I hate to say Florida boys, but hey, if the shoe fits, you wear the damn thing. Yeah. What a lot of these Florida guys do when they go hunting, they drink. Yeah, exactly. So they take and they got these cool freaking cat in the background by the TV. No, uh, she's okay. That's the other, okay. The other one on the yeah. floor. Okay, I'm gonna show yeah. them. So a lot of these guys, they get these cool camo rifles or shotguns, and they camouflage them and stuff, and they go out in the woods and drink. And next thing you know, you're setting a green camouflage rifle next to a freaking tree stump or a tree when you got there to piss and then you're drunk and you're just like, Oh yeah. Where the fuck did my gun go? And then I, we had this guy come in. He's like, you tell us about going in there. And he's like, did you find anything? He goes, did you shoot anything? He goes, no better. I found a gun. It was leaning up next to a tree. It was loaded and everything. It's awesome. This thing is nice. It's a brownie. Shit, man. This is cool. So it's just like, yeah. So absolutely. Yeah, you know, it, people are gonna do dumb shit. That's I had a dollar for every time like one of the hunters came in and said that shit. Oh dude, and it wasn't just a random thing. It's no, like, it, it, it happened you, a lot more and, than you and, think it did. And same thing. Are you gonna make you lost you your you gun did. out hunting? No. What are you gonna buy a new gun? I'm gonna buy a new I'm gun. Buy a new gun. So yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> so okay, um you did you know that you wanted to retire? I mean, you put in your time and it's time to go, or are you writing on the wall or, you know, what? Uh, I remember, I remember waking up and uh, we had a bunch of new kids in and I was me. I was being me. I was the, I take care of my troops. You know, I called you guys. I did everything. Um, I was, I tried to be a, a good NCO. And I remember this one little snot bag um, who ended up getting freaking booted um, just set everything in motion for me. Yeah. Um, I was I was listening to the winds of change coming because it was around 2008. Yeah, yeah. Um, the election was coming up and the rhetoric was going and and you could hear the winds of change. And I was like, no, I'm tired. Um, I'm 40. I'm going to be 42 years old and it's time for me to go. Retirement's looking good, better and better all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, okay. So you can't collect for another four years, three, two years, two years because of all my deployments finally right. actually kicked in. So. So, with that being said, you know, you kind of knowing it was time to change, was it the adjustment leaving? Was it harder than you thought it was going to be? Was it easier? Was it really not that much? I mean, is there anything was, that was that you missed? I mean, total, what was that like? Total, total retirement uh, for me leaving the military sucked. Yeah. 
it was my life. It was 24 seven. It's, it's what I live for. Um, I knew nothing else. Um, I, I, when I retired, I became more of an alcoholic and that's a fucking true statement. Um, I fucked up my marriage. Motherfucker. I'm going to kill you. that's a brand new tv dude i'll kill somebody no but i I did i fucked up my marriage Uh, i i did a whole bunch of stupid shit i'm just very happy that that she still talks to me yeah uh we we are very civil um my children are grown our children are grown uh oldest is ready back the oldest is gonna be 22 this year and then uh, youngest son, he he's twenty. He'll be twenty-one and after Christmas. And then uh, little girl turns nineteen. So, and the reason why I bring that up is Mac actually watched my kids for me on a couple of occasions. Yep. Damn. So I could have a so I could have a date night with the missus. Yep. So nice. uh, and he still has the baseball cards. <laughs> well, you know it, it's bad enough that like so the the thirtieth of this month which is, you know, coming up quick is my, the anniversary of my, the 20th anniversary of my high school graduation. So I'm just like, can I get sad? I'm just like, 20th, 20th, 20th. Yeah. Mine's in three years. (laughs) Holy shit. I just thought about that. Okay. Mac. (sighs) My 38th is coming up. Yeah. I don't doubt that. Damn. So, you know, you, you talk about some of those things. Was there anything positive that came out of you getting out of the military? No. <laughs> yeah. now, so, me, see, see, I spent 21 years living my life with a gray area. That was this. Mm-hmm. It was right and it was wrong. And I, I tried to live that. And then come to find out the real world or the rest of the world, they operate in a gray area that just keeps... Hold on. Going. Yeah. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Oh, there it is. Hey, go stand across the street and hold your hand up like this. Yeah. <laughs> five. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a huge gray area that, oh, well, we'll just let that slide or, oh, we'll let this happen. It's like, no, you know, and, uh, you know, I taught when I was in the National Guard. Um, and then that changed where instead of, you know, I was teaching motorcycle electronics and where I was teaching went from, you know, quality. We need to produce quality to pass mass, mass quantity. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and that's, I started looking back and I'm like, well, shit, that's what is happening right now. They're just pushing and pushing people through. I mean, there were, and there were a couple of people and I know, I won't say their names and I really won't say their names because you know who the hell I'm talking about that never should have fucking made sergeant. <laughs> and, and I was the one and Reach. the only descending vote against them making sergeant and did not recommend that. Yeah. You guys quit. See, you froze there. So I didn't see anything. Next thing I know you're putting in your earplugs again. You know, I was I was trying to put my hand up. I went preach like this, and then I popped my earbud out. And then you were talking uh, about true. people that didn't that should. Yeah, have so it. I mean, and there's some people that did not need to be there, and there's some people that, um, my opinion, my opinion alone, um, in no way, shape, or form, freaking 
is uh, whatever. But my opinion, there were some people that were under me in that battalion that would have made great NCOs. There so, were some people that I wouldn't give the time of day on. I wouldn't piss on them if they were burning. So this is something I just thought of this. So there is a um, there's a there's a website online where it's a lot of like military type discussions. I think it's called Rally Point or something like that. It's like yeah. an online forum. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm actually part of that. Yeah. So one of the things that I saw uh, on there a while back, and, it, and it's it's been a, a topic discuss of discussion amongst some friends of mine. So back in Vietnam, I'm sure you know about this, but back in like the Vietnam era, you know, the reason they call uh, specialists spec fours is because specialist ranks went all the way from spec four up to spec nine. Yeah, spec nine. Yeah. So yep. you actually would start putting the chevrons or you put the rockers upside down on top of the sham shield. Yeah, it was just it was four, a specialist five, rank. Seven, eight, nine. We had the, the rockers that went up and, and two um, chevrons that went down for nine. So they've they've discussed possibly bringing that back. Yeah, hold on. You guys talk amongst yourself. I can still hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so there's shit. There, there was shit. Damn it. There, there <laughs> was <laughs> shit. No shit. There, there right. I was. I witnessed. <laughs> Sorry, folks. That's not what I meant to say. I've had a long day driving. <laughs> There is shit. No, it was on wait, Fridays. Wait, we do wait. arms. D don't because no. you, <laughs> you gotta be fucking swole. You gotta be swole. <laughs> if you don't know that, oh my god. <laughs> this is oh, why it's a good thing god. that we're not close to each other. But we do Robert Frank. Yeah, look him up on oh, Facebook Jesus. wherever you can find him. Holy shit, he's funny. <laughs> oh god. And then so on the third day, Jesus rose again, and he said, "Damn, bro, do you even lift?" Friday we do arms. You got to be fucking small. And he's like got that crazy freaking like just like it almost looks it looks so good it almost looks fake beard. Yeah, like that thing is just mass. It's like this giant like on Wednesdays we do chest of hair because if damn you want face. the chica bonitas. Because because <laughs> if you want the hot mommies to give. <laughs> Stop. Oh, my God. I'm trying not Jesus, to say the dude. actual phrases he says. They're oh hilarious, though. Oh, my Lord. Oh, Christ. Uh, if you want a chick you're trying to bone to give you a rusty crumb. Stop, dude. We're on TV. Good God, man. Jesus. So, uh, again. All right. Sorry about that. Clean up was a breeze. No, you're good. Clean <laughs> up was a breeze. So, do you, in your opinion, do you think they should bring something like that back? Where you have yes. guys going that aren't NCO grade that you're gonna yeah. still progress in rank, yeah. still yeah. get more money, but don't have any leadership. There, there were there were a great many. We had a couple of them um, when we were rear D. There was one sergeant, I can't remember his name, wicked nice guy, deserved to be promoted, but was not a leader. Barford. Don't say names. Oh. Not because not and the only reason why I say don't say names is because I think that's his name, but I'm not sure. Well, I that's the only other sergeant I remember. That's why I say that. But yeah, no, wicked I, nice guy though. But well, we had we had we had several. And the only reason why I say something is is that he actually freaking got pissed off at me because he was one I recommended to not be promoted. Yeah, wicked nice guy, give you the shirt off his back. 
if he was <clears throat> an admin, he would have been perfect. Yeah. And, and I'm not, I'm not making derogatory statements on admin personnel because for every freaking soldier you put in the field, there's three admin that keep us there. True story. So, you know, except if you're in the air force, then it's a clerk. <laughs> so you mentioned that while you were in, you were teaching. So are you, are you yeah. still doing that? Are you still in that, in that industry that you were in? No, I no longer teach. Um, my, uh, I, I did for a little bit. I, I taught at a after I left the job down in Florida. <laughs> Look at me, I'm gone. After I left the job in Florida, I, uh, <laughs> folks, I'm sober, believe it or not. Keep it together. Keep it together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. uh, after I left the job in Florida, I uh, we moved back up north, and um, I taught for a community college for three years, and I realized pretty much right then and there, uh, towards the end of my my teaching this past uh, December, I freaking hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I want you came to me, you took a class. I'm teaching you how to do something. Don't ask me to do a cheat. Don't ask me to pick, you know, to pass you just because you showed the hell up. That's not me. And it's, and it's, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like, there just seems to be that eternal Free advertisement. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> there seems to be that struggle between like the, the guys like, like ourselves that just kind of have those old school military values versus what society is promoting and kind of pushing forward nowadays too. And it's yeah. just like, well, I think I said to you guys one time, um, and this was 2006, 2007. This is after the deployment when everybody came back. Mm -hmm. um, I was I was teaching a class, and I had this this dude come in, and so 2006, I just turned towards the end of 2006. I just turned 40. I'm like, okay, whatever. I can do another 10 years. I got this. I can I can do this. I had a 38 year old guy who failed my class at this place that I was teaching. Um, I get called into the office for my education manager, education director, et cetera. And I got told uh, I had to pass him. And I said, what? Thank you, Alamo. Um, I had to pass him. I'm like, no, he didn't do the work. He did not do the assignments. You have hands on tasks to be a, and I'm not going to say it, to do this job, to be a certified to do this job. And uh, nope, I got told to uh, to pass him or uh, I was taking a one week's vacation with pay. But So I took a one week's vacation with pay. Well, I remember, you know, and, it, and it's, I remember that starting way back when it's like, you know, I have my daughter's in second grade and, you know, she's finishing up her school year right now, but I remember when I was in school, like to have an A, an A for the grade point average, it was a 94% or better. Yeah. And then it was an 88 to 93 was a B. Now it's 90 to 100 is an A. Okay. 80 to 89 is a B. Yeah, 70 to 79. I'm just like. Well, okay. When I was, when I was a kid, the grade structure was 65 to 69 was a, was a D. Right. Okay. 70 to 79 was a C, 80 to 89 B, 90 to um, 100 was, you know, A minus, A, A plus, et cetera. Right. 
but the Grady and, and, and not just because I'm older than you guys or, you know, I grew up in a different era, but the Grady then to me, we actually learned something. I remember having a, 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 a teacher and he was my, uh, Oh God, they stopped my civics teacher. Civics. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's something. Talk, talk, talk to my nieces in New Hampshire, and you ask them about civics, and only two can answer the question that they took a civics class. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I mean, he was he was as and and this is funny because it was a Catholic school I went to. He was that explains a lot. Oh yeah, it does, doesn't it, Sister Mary Agatha? <laughs> <laughs> she had Insert she was she was like a ninja with, with Mother Superior. Whack, 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 whack. No, no, no. Sister Mary Agatha, she could freaking hit you across the room with her with her rosary beads better than better than Jackie Chan could ever fucking do a move. I'm kidding you not. Um, but no, he uh I mean I've never been more this, thankful this, this to not go to Catholic school. Jesus. Yeah, what? I said I've never been more thankful to not go to damn Catholic Wrapped across school, the knuckles with a ruler just oh. Like, oh. Oh, no, 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 no. Sit, they grab you by the sh shirt, front and back, and they freaking sit you up straight, and then they shake you and they sit up straight in the chair. Well, don't grab their hand. Just letting you know, just saying, don't grab their hand, saying, don't touch me again, because you will have a one-week unpaid vacation from Catholic school, at least back then. <laughs> Nowadays, it'd be like, yeah, pass them. So, but no, I mean, I mean, in this teacher, he was he was as liberal as they come, mm -hmm. and this is back in the early '80s. And I'm thinking to myself, this dude's a communist. <laughs> and, uh, oh wait, there's someone off this now. Anyway, so they're all freaking sitting back, and he's talking, and he's like, "You need to understand this, or otherwise, you won't understand this country." And I had a girl, there was a girl in class, she's a blonde girl, pretty, very pretty, her name is Sherry. Um, we called her permafrost because it was so blonde that it went deep down inside. She couldn't get anything through her skull. So, Alamo, you can let it out, man. Let it go. Just go with it, brother. Do it. Anyway. <laughs> no, but I mean, and she, she could not hit down. I'm going to tell you that the, the basis of this country is knowing the constitution that's why this class existed yeah well fast forward oh you're being barbecued fast forward <laughs> four years my little sister went through the same school no civics so and that's and that's in the state i live in now i'm i'm, I'm moving back in the state i wanted to leave and i couldn't wait to get the hell out of and the only reason why is because in New Hampshire on a clear day, you can see 1872. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It, so it is, it is, anyway. Yeah. So I, yeah. to kind of wrap up the interview, let me ask you the last portion of the question. So what do you miss about your time in the military? The people. Which kind of ends up being kind of the standard answer there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. The I people. I miss the people because um, we had, I mean, we, we do we have a camaraderie. We, we have, a, I won't say a brotherhood because to me that term has been overused like a mother. Yeah. But we are a family. Yeah. Yeah. No matter how you look at it. 
and just the diversity. I mean, you got people from all walks of life that come together, and you wouldn't think like he was telling a story about um, was it one of your buddies in Germany? Like was having like Hispanic food, and he's like, "What is it? This is a, a what? This is amazing, man! Like, is, it, is that an empanada? Empanada? Uh, uh, empanada, bro! Oh my god! Like, oh, so empanada! I love those. Stories. I love these empanadas. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's it's the one place where where you can actually look back and go. You know, awesome. I, I never looked at anybody based on this. Yeah. yeah. Because I looked at everybody as who's going to have my back. Right. Exactly. Who would I die for? Who would die for me? Um, And I know I, being a freaking NCO and being a dick for most of my career. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but I mean, looking back, I mean, there's a lot of people that I know wouldn't, you know, who, who would have my back. Right. And I mean, you guys knew I had your back. Yeah, for sure. So at least I hope you knew. Oh, I got you. Would you, uh, is there anything you would, would you do it all again? Would I do it again? Yeah, I'd do it again. Okay. What um, would, what, if anything, would you change? Nothing. And nice. the reason why is is because it made me who I am. Better or worse, I'm still the same person. Um, you have to take away, and, and I've said this before, people come into and out of your lives for a reason. It is your choice on how you choose to deal with them that makes you a stronger or weaker person. Damn um, right. my, my mistakes have made me me. My, my career decisions have made me me. I'm not, I have regrets. Everybody's going to have regrets. I can't go back. And that's something I have to learn. And I'm learning slowly is I can't go back and make changes. Right. Um, I, I mean, I have a few things that still bother me from Desert Storm. Some people do, some people don't. Um, but there's certain things that you can't, turn off there's a memory that that just constantly flows in but that makes you who you are today right so i agree with that and then the last question i would ask you is what wisdom or advice would you have for somebody nowadays that's considering the military to, to enter the military whether it be as a career whether it be to figure themselves out find themselves what would don't you don't them? don't join for the fucking college money <laughs> True story not, there, man. You're not gonna fucking use it. No. You're not gonna use it. That, that's guy. something that that's a that's a freaking petty cash thing that Uncle Sugar's going. He's not gonna go to college. I know. <laughs> I know a guy that reenlisted, went out and bought, spent sixteen thousand, bought a motorcycle, and had it wrecked within a week. He's like, "Well, that reenlistment money's gone." I'm like, <laughs> "Jeez, man! Like, what the hell are you thinking?" Nice bike too. If, I forget, if, if you're bike. if you're if you're gonna if you join you enlist, um, do it for something that you're gonna enjoy. If you if you uh, if you want to be a technical geek, and I'm just gonna say that if you want to work on aircraft, 
make sure that whatever you go into, you're going to get certified. If yeah. you're going to go and you're going to be a mechanic or big diesel, what anything, I mean, make sure that it's something you want to do. Um, personal statement right here. I wanted to travel. That's why I joined the Navy. You don't travel in the freaking army. You're, you go to one. Sorry. Where did you end up? Oh, that's fair. I, when I, when I joined the army, I ended up going to Fort Lewis and then I ended up going to Germany. Okay. So you're in your second ID and then you went over to. Yeah. The, after the reflag, we were three, two calf. Okay. So, I mean, what was you went to Germany. Vincent. Vincent. Now my, my cousin joined the army and uh, he stayed in Germany when he got there. He was a, uh, he was a tanker. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I always wanted to make it there. I never made it. The closest yeah. I came was flying over going, Hey, is that Germany? <laughs> and, uh, I just, I wanted to travel. Yeah. The, the air force at the time when I was, when I was a kid, dude, you can go anywhere in the world in the air force. I had this book. I remember opening up and seeing all the different air force bases around the world, U S air force bases. And, uh, I always thought I wanted to join the air force. And then they started shutting them down, shutting them down, shutting them down, shutting them down to now there's less than what they're less than half of what they're used to be. Yeah. Um, the, the, the amount, I, I think, um, when I was stationed in, in Germany, I think we had Wiesbaden, Wiesbaden air base. Yep. Rammstein, Wiesbaden. Rammstein, Wiesbaden. Yeah. And I think um, there's one other. Isn't there one over I, in I'm pretty sure there, I, Grafenwehr was the yeah, training grounds. We literally, yeah. 7th Army, right? Where I was, we literally could, like, Grafenwehr literally was right there where we were okay. we could literally go in there and train that's literally I'll, what we did most of our training i always wanted to go go to grafenberg just so i could see the castle the castle's cool as shit i'm not yeah gonna i always wanted to go there. <laughs> the castle everybody, cool everybody hears about if you're in the army you, you've heard about grafenberg you've heard about the castle and you sit back and you go that's on my fucking bucket list you know <laughs> um, your pcs so, out of germany Damn it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I kind of sucked, man. My, my old man, my dad, when he retired, he retired in 78. Um, he turned down E8 to retire um, because of the gentleman who was in Washington at the time was cutting everything back. He wasn't sure that he wanted to do it anymore, so he retired. Yeah. So, uh, but damn it, dude, we were on our way to England. We had orders. RAF Lake and Heath, I would have been freaking cool. I would have been the little kid. Anyway, but no, I was, uh, I, I, I missed, I miss a lot of that shit. You know, I, I missed the travel. One thing I liked about the Navy, I mean, dude, I've been to places in the Navy that I only read about. I mean, other kids read about. I, I, I've been to Japan. I've been to Tokyo. You know, I've, I've been to Hong Kong. Well, off Hong Kong, we didn't get to go into Hong Kong. Thanks. See, will piss somebody off. But I've been to Singapore. I've been to Thailand. Oh, yeah. A naval commander can piss somebody off, and they don't get the access to land to go ashore so or anchor off. But, um, you know, I've, I've been off Greece. I've been off northern Africa. I have seen things, like I said, that, you know, you, you've I've read about as a kid, and then I got to see it. 
I actually got to fly over London when I was going to Desert Storm, and I remember looking down going, hey, kids, look, Big Ben. <laughs> so, of course, the, the four people that were with me going to Desert Storm, we all laughed, and the British didn't think it was a fucking funny joke. But anyway. <laughs> the British have British. a very, very, very dry sense of humor. Yeah, so. very well, yeah, we, we, all, we all have that, though. I mean, somewhere deep down, come on, everybody loves Benny Hill. Oh, fuck yeah. Hey, 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 hey. There you go. Well, listen, we really appreciate you taking the time to hang Absolutely, out with us on man. a Friday night. This was, this was funny fun. stories, this bro. Some great stories. So. Story time. Hey, story time. Hey, anything, man. <laughs> shit. So, I mean, I mean, it's, 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 uh, you know, you did ask me one time, you said, what about, um, you know, what, what would I, you did ask me earlier, excuse me, would I do it again? I yeah, I would. There would be some changes though, yeah. but I don't think I, but I, and I, and when I say some changes, I'm just talking about my, my forethought and my attitude. Yeah. Would I change yeah. Like, and I, and I stand by, it I will not change sense, anything because yeah. it still makes me, but my focus would be different. I think. Sure. Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't think I would have any like drastic, like timeline changing things, but like nah. little things here and there, you That's know, freaking loop. Yeah. Been like you know, and I'm not gonna say what I'm really thinking about. But, you know, go ahead. Yeah. I, mean, I got a little keep a little bit of decorum on here, but um, <laughs> what do you what do you guys say we have a drink? How You'd have been you? wearing the dress instead of Mathis. Oh come yeah. on! I didn't have the shape for it. Mathis had great fucking legs, man. That guy was a stud. <laughs> I totally would have worn a dress, but I think I probably would have been raped. Yeah, but Mathis would have pulled off the best clinger. Oh yeah, class five. Yeah, would have best clinger. Yep, mash. Oh, oh, from mash. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I, I was thinking. I was thinking. Never mind. You don't know. You don't. I don't know what the hell. Obviously, he was thinking. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. What's <laughs> <laughs> that guy that used to be the announcer for baseball and stuff? Hold that. What? So, what are you drinking here, Chuck? Uh, Cruisin rum. So. I have a Cruza. friend of mine that gave me a bottle of this Havana Club. Yeah. Got the import stamp on it. This is some this is some good stuff. So well, hold on a second. This is uh is aged rum made in America the in St. Croix. So if you like a good rum that's not imported or tastes like Mount Gay, there you go. <laughs> If you if you have fuel issues yeah. with your car, add a pint of Mountain Gay to your fuel tank. It'll clean it up. Oh, lovely! Oh, shit. oh dude, I I hate that stuff. It smells and tastes like it smells like tur it smells like turpentine and tastes like somebody decided to drink turpentine and then pee it out into a bottle. Dude, lovely. That's very yeah. descriptive. sounds like my kind of liquor. I've seen some of the shit you drink. It's just like terrible. May God have, may God have mercy on your soul <laughs> and your liver. Exactly. God, God save oh. your liver. Absolutely. And if you do join the military, make sure that you get a tattoo over your liver that says "Please remove before cremation." On that note, we're gonna wrap this one up. So, uh, Chuck, thank you so much, man. We appreciate much, it. Gentlemen. Cheers. Have a good one. Yep. Salute. Salute. Ooh, that's really smooth. Yeah. And I'm still a bitch. Yep. <laughs> you know, <coughs> some shit Woo! will never change, man. No, it really won't. <laughs>
But I'm gentlemen, I want to thank you for having me on here. I have been watching you. I haven't watched you uh, uh, much this year, this season. Uh, I have been uh, uh, busy moving. So yeah, you've been good. No worries. We get it. So but, hey, we appreciate you taking the time to, to be a part of this. Um, thank you for telling us your story. Um, you know, this will be yet another memory where I can look back and just think about it. Go, that was that was awesome. This is great. So, but. Um, <laughs> We had some fun, Mac. We did. We did. We did. And when you come down to Florida again, man, let let us know so we can get together and we can have some yeah. more fun. So. I uh, well, last time I was down, I apologize, man. The shit happens. Foot, so it's all good. Aforementioned injury, so it's all good. But yeah. hey, again, thank you so much. Um, we're gonna we're gonna finish this off. So uh, we'll talk to you in a little bit. But uh, thank you so much, and uh, appreciate it, man. Yeah. All right. All right, man. <laughs> All right, guys. So that was, uh, yeah, that was so much better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so this is us wrapping up the show. Um, as you know, we've done this many times before. We're going to kind of keep it quick. But, um, you know, we started this show as a way to bring honor to a friend who, you know, kind of chose, unfortunately, to solve a temporary problem with a permanent solution yeah. and chose to go the way of suicide, which is unfortunate. Um, we want to celebrate John and we want to celebrate everybody else. Um, people that are still here with us by telling their story, by telling them, Hey, you're not alone. Um, there are things you can do to keep yourself in the fight. So one of the ways we talked about doing that is we talked, uh, we created the bros code and the bros code is a way to kind of just help keep yourself active, keep yourself, you know, moving forward and keep yourself in the fight, so to speak. So only thing I remember is the, the word bros, B-R-O-S, B, be tenacious. No matter what happens, you know, have that mindset and that mentality and that attitude to just go and do absolutely the best you can. Don't half-ass it. Don't do, don't jeep it. Just enough effort to pass. Yarr. Don't do that kind of stuff, you know. Um, go out there, you know, be the best NCO you can be, be the best soldier, be the best serviceman, whatever the case may be, best parent, best friend. Um, Lord knows, you know, tenacious. If I if I need to call somebody, I can call this guy right here, and I'll say that again in just a minute when we're talking about one of these other points. But, yeah. you know, he's here for me. I'm here for him. And, um, you know, we're going to solve whatever issues come up, and we're going to do it together. R, refuse to surrender. No matter what happens in life, there's going to be challenges on the road of life. That's why they call it the road of life. It's not a smooth road. It's got potholes. It's got cracks. It's got shit where stuff has fallen off a construction truck. It's like driving I-4 in Orlando about five, five years ago. Yeah. Just Pretty saying. Much. They've done some construction. It's not so bad anymore. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. No matter what happens, if you get a flat tire, stop and change it. If you run out of gas, go get gas, fill up your car, drive on. Literally drive on. Okay? Don't worry about that kind of stuff. No matter what happens, remember your objectives and go get them. Oh, obliterate your obstacles. As we mentioned, there are going to be things that come and get in your way and stop you from hitting that OBJ, that X. Sometimes you got to go around that wall. You have to go under the wall, go over the wall. Sometimes you got to breach it and blow the shit up with some C4s, Bangalore, and a little bit of debt cord just for the fuck of it. Okay? That happens. All yeah. right? Go do what you got to do and keep going and trying to accomplish whatever objectives you have set for yourself. Sometimes others set them for you, set them for you as well, but mainly that you set for yourself. You get little slurs, slurs, slurs. Would you shut up? 
such a dick. Now I can just punch you right in the face right here. It's like, I'm not sitting here squishing your head. I'm like, yeah. I'm squishing your head. The last one being S. Seek out a friend in time of need. Um, as with our friend John, you know, we really, <clears throat> if we could go back and change anything, we wish John was still here. That he, yeah. he would have reached out to him. We, or we would have reached out to him. He would have reached out to us and that he would still be here so he could be a part of this. And we do it here going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. You know, doing all that kind of stuff. Nice. John was a great dude. He was, he was funny. He gave you a shirt off his back. He was just yeah. a solid fucking dude. So, you know, in the event that things are going on, reach out to your to your comrades. Reach out to your people that you served with, family members, if you have them available. Um, like I said, I can call this guy day or night. I'm only 100 miles away, but still like a phone call, knows no bounds. You can call yeah, somebody, right. you can send an email, you can send a letter. So writing, writing a letter is a lost art, so write a letter. Yeah. Whatever. But... Um, in the event that you don't have anybody that you can reach out to, there's resources for you. There is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. It is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, the phone number for that is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. Just, uh, I believe you get on there and you dial one, let them know you need to talk to somebody right now. They'll talk, let somebody talk to you, get you kind of settled in what you need to do. Um, just remember that you have a story that needs to be told and that people want to hear. Okay. It may not be as exciting as others. Not everybody can go out and be fucking, you know, a Medal of Honor winner or scale up the cliffs, scale the cliffs to point to Hawk in World War II or do cool stuff, but it doesn't matter. That's yeah. they've done that shit. Nobody's done what you've done. You need to come out and tell us your story and tell other people your story so that way they have the benefit of knowing and you know all that kind of jazz. Damn so, right. With that being said, I'm going to hand it off to this guy here, and we're he's going to plug all the social media. Going to plug all the social yeah. medias. So if you guys want to go ahead and get in contact with us, you can do that over on the Facebook at www.facebook.com slash battlebros.podcast. You can also catch us on the Insta at at battlebros underscore podcast. And if you wanted to go ahead and contact us on like Facebook, syrup. it does, man. It smells, it smells delicious. Fucking if you want to, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to go ahead and contact us, you can do that over on the WhatsApp via the Facebook app. You can also do that via our Battle Bros PC at gmail.com. and uh, you can literally contact us twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. You can do that one anytime, and we will make sure we respond within at least a 24-hour period. We will always do our best to respond, we promise. So if you guys ever want to reach out to us, please do. Please do. We'd rather you guys talk to us than not say something at all and possibly make a permanent decision that is not good for anybody, especially the people around you. Yeah. Um, also, if you want to catch us on the audio platforms, you can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, um, uh, Google Podcasts, and now newly to Amazon Music. Yes, if you're going to go right. ahead, and, yeah, if uh, you ever want to find us on uh, on audio, go ahead and uh, ask Alexa to go ahead and look us up. Say Alexa, hey Alexa, Battle Bros Podcast. Hey, you'll find us right there on Amazon Music. I always want so, to take and just be like, Alexa, make me a fucking sandwich. Like, that's what I want to do. Just, <laughs> and I always get disappointed. Just yeah. Like, See? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, beyond uh, that, man, if anything else, if you want to show if you want to show us some love, if you want to show us some support, go ahead and like, share, 
um, subscribe to any and all of the platforms that you find us on. Um, <clears throat> keyword, like and share. Um, also, if you wanted to toss a little dollar in the tip jar, you could do that over on the Anchor app um, or on the Anchor uh, on the Anchor.fm website where you find our podcast. Just click the link at the bottom right under right on our show where it says support, and you can submit any kind of donation you like from a dollar to five. Doesn't matter. We'll take whatever. We're not going to complain. No. Um, but uh, either way, though, still though, in all honesty, we really just care that if you share and you know show the podcast to other people, we really just want to get the message out there. It's it's really amazing. You know, things. we don't really have too much of like a a budget for you know what am I looking for advertising all that kind of stuff. But it's it's amazing. It's just it boggles our mind the growth that we have. Like we have viewers from for Canada being, and yeah. India and Ireland. I'm like, fuck does that work? And it's <laughs> and it's it's by the most wonderful mean. It, it's yeah. it's word of mouth. Yeah, and that's the way that we're gonna continue to get big. I mean, you might look at our show and go, well, the one guy is okay, but the guy with a big nugget can shut the hell up. You don't know what the hell he's talking <laughs> about. And I'll be like, yeah, you're probably right. It's all good, but it might not be you that needs to hear it. It might be somebody else. So yeah. and just for the simple sake of paying it forward and passing it along. Yeah, you know they'll get to a person who gets to a person who gets to somebody who might actually need to hear our message. You know about being included, having you know relying on the veteran community because it is a strong subculture of society in general. I mean, there's so many yeah, of right. us. Like, we can just if we were to you know bond together, we could rise up and take over the world. Anyway, yeah. that's not important. We don't need to do that. <laughs> it would be fun. <laughs> that was perfect. You're still- <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, once again, you know, that being, that being said, we, we want to always try to remember to stay humble and we want to thank right. everybody for watching and being part of our show. This is a special show. This is uh, episode 030. This is episode 30. So the big three. Yeah. It's awesome. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, we're, we're slowly doing this. Our now I just, I just was told something. You're not going to, are you going to be here next week? Or is that the cruise? That's mm. coming up. Uh, is next is next week the, because she talked. I think it's the week after. She talked about getting her hair done. So I was just saying, no, it's it's the week after. I'm pretty okay. sure. Yeah, the so, week after I might not. We so might just do an early we'll, show that week. We'll probably if well, we might take a week off. I mean, I, I took two weeks off for work. You can at least take a week. So yeah. there, anyway, the reason we bring this up is this guy right here is going to celebrate his tenth wedding anniversary, which is a big deal. So. 10 years, man. Good stuff to you and the missus, man. Damn Absolutely. Right. So she's not in here right now. She's out there inter- entertaining some children and stuff. Yeah. She'd be in bed right now, but hey, we got an event going. So, yeah. by the way, we are doing an event tomorrow with um, our sister channel. Um, well, not our sister channel, but a channel that we collab with a lot. An uh, affiliate. Flip, an affiliate. Thank you. Flipside Mentorship, which is run, run by his lovely wife. Yes. Um, they have a, an awesome message and an awesome uh, means about going about it and whatnot. Um, Tisha is is a, a wonderful human being and, and funny as hell and just a, a great person all the way around. And they have a cool message about mentoring kids and whatnot. And, Yark. you know, if you know anything about the story of that, it's, it's really cool. But they're doing a, an event tomorrow, and we're actually going out there to kind of take part of it. It's called Battle Buddies. Flipside Mentorship. Remember that. Flip yeah. Side Check it out on YouTube. Check it out on – does she have a 
podcast or is it on YouTube? She does not have a podcast. Yes, but it's but, on YouTube. But she is on YouTube. Yeah, I do recommend her you trying can, to do you a can, podcast. You can, oh, God, you get the three of us together. Oh, nothing yeah, good's coming out. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be fucking amazing, boss. Yeah. Anyway, um, like we were saying, um, we appreciate everybody being on here. Special thanks to uh, to Chuck for just taking the time out to be with us and to tell some some great stories and just yeah. kind of that walk down memory lane, more like a running for the fear of just you know, having to push ups, running like a guy running away from Jason in a fucking sport. push mech. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, dude, he's gonna see me. Like, oh, he's just gonna like just go, and I'm gonna have to sound him out, and we'll be in a public place. He'll hug me like he loves me and stuff. It'll just be like it'll definitely happen. It's like, get out. <laughs> all right get out get out again like it's gonna be awesome oh shit i'm, I'm already like feeling the strain in my back just thinking about it. Like, yeah that's gonna suck and i'm out of shape yeah. shit so uh but again we want to thank everybody uh in a long-winded fashion for yes. taking the time to be with us uh we appreciate your viewership and continued support of the channel whether it's just sending us little notes here like hey guys keep up the good message or this that, and the other so thank you so much um I don't know what's going on next week, but, you know, we'll figure it out by the time we get here next week. So Damn until right. then, thank you for watching. This has been the Battle Bros Podcast with Mac and Alamo. We hope you guys have a great weekend, great week. And uh, just remember, be tenacious, refuse to surrender, obliterate your obstacles, and seek out a friend in time, time of need. need. And don't fucking quit. Damn right. So we'll see you guys next week. And until then, keep it classy, San Diego. Battle Bros out. <laughs>